Welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. This is episode number 15, I believe. Let me just check. Yeah. And it is July 27th, 2020 at 3.22 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, I want to start this episode by um, delving into the morality of this. You know, last episode, I think we covered the, the basics of this series, you know, the science and, you know, why from a pragmatic, a practice, practical, responsible perspective, we need to stop farming and eating animals. You know, whether we go vegan or... Um, or ramp up investment in uh, clean meat, cultured meat in this new industry. But um, yeah, today I wanna um, focus more on morality. I, I've been, I want you to understand the message. Um, I've, I've, I've referred to people who eat meat who are, you know, kind of like as being worse than slaveholders. You know, I've, I've referred to what you, your friends, your family, or almost everyone, um, leaving aside maybe one or two percent of us here in the United States who are vegan and, and some other people in the world who are vegan. What, what, what you are doing, I've said, um, is, is more horrible than what the Nazis did during the Holocaust. Um, it's more, more horrible than anything I can think of. Um, um, more horrible than abortion. Um, and so, uh, and the, the reason I, I, I come to that assessment is like, well, I ask myself, you know, if, if I had a choice, would I prefer to be in a concentration camp? or a slave or an animal in one of these farms. And, and yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather be in the Holocaust or a slave than, than you know, being an animal in one of those um, farms because, and, and I think if you asked yourself that question, I think you'd understand, um, you know, chickens being cramped for up to a year uh, with other birds in the same cage you know, cramped together so small, uh, the cage being so small, cramped together so greatly that they can't even expand their wings. You know, um, and that's just one example of way too many. And so, but all right, I have to understand this. I have to explain this. Yeah, it'd be good to understand why it's like this really. Um, why, why you, um, why you're like this, um, but, but when I'm, this episode, I want to at least begin by, by emphasizing, by explaining further, that when I say these things, when I say that you're being more evil than slaveholders and, um, and Nazis, you know, I don't say it with any blame 
you know, I don't blame you for, um, for being the way you are. I understand the conditions that, that, that caused you to be that way. And, and, and it, it's very easy, you know, it's very easy to understand. You were born into this culture. You were raised thinking there was nothing wrong with what you're doing and everyone else around you is doing the same thing and nobody's complaining, nobody's saying anything. So, so naturally you figured it must not be terrible. Um, I'm sure slaveholders felt that same way, you know, in the 17, 1800s after several hundred years of slavery here in the Americas. Um, you know, they were born into it. They, um, they couldn't conceive that, you know, they would be so wrong. Um, and that's an interesting example because now, if you ask the um, ancestors of the progeny of, of, of these, um, of these slaveholders, you know, if how, how wrong slavery is and then people get it, you know, so, so that was, that was a major evolution in their um, moral understanding. Um, so, all right, so I don't blame you. Uh, it's not your fault. Okay, just like, you know, we, we understand this from the criminal justice system. We understand that in many cases, let's say a person is born to abusive parents or a person is born in an inner city or a person is born, um, there's so many kinds of conditions, both sometimes favorable and sometimes very unfavorable that, that lead to people committing crimes. Um, and we know this, you know, we know this and, and some of our criminal justice systems like in the Netherlands um, understand this much better than we do here in the United States. They, they, their, their punishments aren't all that punitive. You know, they, um, and you know, they, they work better. It's, uh, all right, I'm getting a bit more sidetracked, sidetracked from, from what I want to say, I think. Um, so, all right, so, no, I, 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 I raised the, the prisons and the criminal justice system point for a reason. Um, and, and the reason is that, um, yes, we don't really, you know, blame, I mean, legally, you know, well, again, no, the, what I'm trying to explain is the difference between blame and accountability. Okay, so like, yes, in the, in, even in the, in the Netherlands, in, in, the, uh, in the Scandinavian countries, you know, like, yeah, their, their criminal justice system is much more progressive than ours. It's um, much more humane, much more effective. But they don't, they don't excuse, they don't, you know, people don't have a free pass to, uh, to commit crimes in those, in those countries. They have rules, they have laws, and people have to meet them. If they don't, there are certain consequences. And so that, that is what we have to look at when we try to understand how so many people could be so evil. Um, 
by the by simply by by buying and, and eating these animals you know that, that again most people just never think about this um, so so that's the the, the point is that um, we are accountable that, that God holds us accountable um, God holds us accountable individually and collectively. Individually, people who eat a lot of meat, fish, dairy, eggs, get heart disease and cancer and other diseases. Uh, people, they're not, and, and the, the evil, part of the evil of that is not being um, careful with their own health. You know, not, not only some people um, have um, insufficient respect and concern for the rights of the animals, the lives of the animals that they're eating, but too many people don't have um, enough respect for their own lives. And God, through nature, through these diseases, you know, exacts punishment. Um, and again, you know, from God's perspective, it's. Um, You know, it, it it's punishment exactly how punishment comes from a parent to a child. You know, a, 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 a parent um, never wants to punish their child. You know, that's something that just, you know, that they recognize that it's, it's necessary for the benefit of the child. And they do it with regret. I understand it needs to be done sometimes. And, you know, we try to be as at least punitive as possible, to, to punish as little as possible, to try to, you know, craft good behavior through praise. Maybe I should start doing this on the show, perhaps more. I'll praise you for all the good you do, because, you know, I'm not saying you don't do good. But, but yeah, with, with a parent, you know, they do it out of love, and, and, and God is punishing us now with COVID-19 out of, out of love. Out of love also for, the, for those animals. You know, God loves all living, sentient beings. Um, so to, 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 you know, to have one species, we humans, just abusing and torturing and killing 70 billion you know, animals unnecessarily, you know, every year is, um, is something that is in great need of correction. So, um, all right, let me get back to this issue of blame. Um, this isn't, this isn't, when, when I tell you when I tell you that it's not your fault, I think you understand it. You understand that, well, you know, hey, you know, I was a kid, everybody's eating meat, my parents are eating meat, you know, my friends are eating, everybody's eating meat, you know. Um, of course it's not wrong, you know, we're good people. Um, or, you know, we're told, well, these, these animals, they're not really like us, they don't really feel pain, you know. Um, or we're told, you know, kind of like shifting the point we're told well well you know god gives us the right to eat meat 
you know, that's not the point. Yeah, God gives us the right to eat meat. God does not give us the right to abuse and torture the animals for that meat. So, um, but you're not to blame. That's that. It's important for you to understand that. And then let me explain why it's so important. Okay. If you believe you're to blame, if you believe it's your fault fundamentally, it, it, it just like, it reveals something deeply flawed and evil in you, you're going to defend yourself. You're going to say, no, that's not me. That's not who I am. And you're going to be right. You're going to be right because like that isn't who you are. You know, you know, we, you know, you and, 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 uh, and your, your best self, who you'd want to be, who the world, you know, who you'd want the world to be. No, we, we, um, we um, wouldn't want to do things like that. You know, you don't want to do, you, you understand, you know, you understand what you're doing. You, you understand it's wrong, but you don't look at it because you're blaming yourself you know, on, on some level. And, 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 and because you blame yourself, um, you have to move away from it. You can't face it. You know, you, you, you basically are, are in denial. It's a collective denial of, 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 of the evil. And, and it's understandable, you know, because uh, from your perspective, if, if you blamed yourself and, um, you know, you'd feel really badly, not just about yourself, but about everyone else, you know, who does the same thing, which is almost everyone here in the United States. Um, I guess one reason I can confront this the way I've been with you is that, um, that yes, I understand that, that, that we're not fundamentally responsible for, for what we do, for, for, for the mistakes we make, for the evil we do. You know, we all do evil in, in, in various ways. I mean, like, it's, it's impossible to, to escape, you know, even being, I guess, five without doing evil, you know, without having evil thoughts and, and just, you know, whether we lie, steal, cheat, you know, whatever we do. Um, all right, let's get to a deeper level so you can understand better why this isn't your fault. Um, there are four scientists in the world who are, are in a league of their own. All the other scientists, and there are great Nobel winning scientists, um, great scientists who've done a lot of great things, but there are four who stand out above them. Um, the first one is Isaac Newton who pretty much almost single-handedly invented classical physics, which is essentially the physics we use now. Newtonian physics, it's really modern physics. Uh, it's uh, what most of the physics is about now. And uh, <laughs> the man was like beyond uh, brilliant. And um, he did not believe in free will. He understood from a physics perspective that everything has a cause and if, if we do something evil there's a cause to that and, uh, and if everything has a cause there's a cause to the cause of our having done evil a cause to that and I know this is a bit abstract but it's just like that's how the universe 
unfolds. You know, something happens that causes something else to happen that causes something else to happen. Started with the Big Bang. We don't know what happened before that, but since then, you know, the world has been evolving moment by moment in, in this manner. So, um, so, you know, Newton understood this. The second grade of these four amazing scientific minds is uh, Charles Darwin. And Darwin is a biologist. He, uh, he um, developed evolution, you know, which, which profoundly changed the way we think of ourselves in our world. You know, um, moving away from this, this myth of the Garden of Eden and a talking serpent and a, a woman being pulled out of the rib of the man, Adam and Eve. Um, he, um, he was brilliant in that way. And, um, and he, from the perspective, from a different science, he wasn't a physicist, he's coming from biology. He refuted free will. He asserted, no, we do not have a free will. Then there's uh, Sigmund Freud, who um, I know in, to many has fallen out of disfavor because he made some postulations that are unscientific and that they really can't be proven to be true or false. Um, at least, hold on now, I've got some, um, some noise outside, I better stop this. All right, I'm gonna keep going and um, I hope this worked. Last time I did this, um, I ended up um, with not enough time for the episode. I hope this works. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, um, uh, the, the, the third major mind, scientific mind, um, Sigmund Freud, he, he basically got us to appreciate, you know, he's coming from psychology, from neuroscience. He got us to appreciate the existence of our unconscious, this part of our mind that is there. We, you know, since he introduced the concept over a hundred years ago, we've, um, we've scientifically determined in, in many, many, many ways its, it's existence. It's like beyond dispute. So but he, he basically um, introduced us to the concept in, in a way that, that, that demonstrated to us its profound influence on human behavior. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he's, he's, you know, people, um, I don't, I don't really believe in that. For example, the Oedipus complex where, you know, a, a young male infant, you know, is, um, is competing with the father for, for the mother so that the, the, the young male infant wants the, um, the uh, father dead and like, like, you know, in the, uh, in the uh, Oedipus uh, myth, the Greek myth. Um, so yeah, so like, I, you know, again, I, uh, that, that's a speculation that, that it's, you know, science can't say whether that's true or not. I don't know if science ever will be able to, but, but even though Freud um, 
you know, may have been wrong in, in a few things like that. Um, he was wrong about happiness. So, you know, for example, he, he, um, he once wrote that, that the best any of his patients could ever expect is um, to return to what he referred to as, a, as an average level of misery or something to that effect. Um, implying, suggesting that people, you know, who don't have illnesses, emotional illnesses, aren't at all happy, implying that everybody's miserable. That's the best life gives you. So, like, yeah, I, 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 he was powerfully wrong with, with that assessment, uh, unless he would like, he's been misquoted in, in, in the literature, I don't know. But anyway, um, coming from a psycho psychological perspective, unconscious, he taught that free will is impossible. He, you know, he makes a statement to that effect. And lastly, we have Isaac Newton, who, um, I'm sorry, um, Albert Einstein, who, um, you know, just as Isaac Newton almost single-handedly developed classical physics, uh, Isaac Newton almost single-handedly developed quantum mechanics, quantum physics, which is like the physics we now use um, for subatomic particles that are too small to be measured and worked with um, under Newtonian physics. That's essentially um, the benefit of, of, of Einstein's uh, contribution. I mean, he also just blew our mind in terms of like um, explaining that, that um, the time can go faster for one person than the next, um, that space and time are, are one you know, entity, that energy and mass are really one stuff. You know, the guy was beyond brilliant too. Um, he also um, refuted this notion of free will. And, and he, you know, he provides a great, you know, there's several quotes you know, attributed to him um, that deal with the, the matter of free will. And, and in one of them, he, he goes on after he's after saying he doesn't believe in free will. He says that that belief keeps him from treating, from considering himself and others too, too seriously, too importantly. In other words, like with him, he was saying it engendered um, modesty. You know, he, he knew how great he was. Um, but, but, you know, he didn't, he didn't, it didn't, not, not believing in free will helped him to not have his greatness go to his head. He realized it wasn't up to him. It was like, you know, yeah, you know, I don't have free will. I, um, the universe made me do this. God made me do this, whatever we want to see it. So anyway, so we've got about less than five minutes. Um, it's important for you to understand this. So like, yes, free will is the idea that what we do is up to us, you know, whereas like the reality, you know, is these four top minds and nobody, nobody, <laughs> there are no scientists, other scientists in their class, you know, and um, yeah, so who are you going to trust, you know, and it's, it, it, um, you know, the, 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 the case against free will is, is like so, you know, so solid just ask for example if you had a free will you know think think of the last time you um 
you blew up at someone, you know, you became angry, you know, disrespectful, you know, hurtful, or let's say to your children, to people you really, really love. Um, and then, you know, ask yourself, well, where was your free will there? You know, you did this of your own free will? I don't think so. You know, because, you, you, you know, if you're, if you're a, a parent of young children, you'll probably do it again and again, unfortunately, and, you know, and it's the last thing you want to do. You know, but, you know, you understand that, um, that no, you, you don't have a free will to be able to be calm and, uh, and supportive and loving, you know, every moment of every day. No, no, we don't, unfortunately. Um, so, again, the reason this is so important is that one major reason why you and so many people are continuing to eat meat, you know, not just abusing and torturing those animals, you know, paying people to do that for you. Um, but, you know, doing so in a way that, that caused, in a certain sense, this pandemic, because like people wouldn't be eating wild animals in China if people across the world stopped eating animals. You know, so, you know, this is, you have a complicity, it's like aiding and abetting. It's like you're condoning a certain behavior that other people take to another level. I mean, like, you know, we here in the United States eat, eat snails and, and, and squid and, you know, so like, you know, between that and eating a bat or whatever, you know, it's a subjective kind of a, kind of um, assessment. Um, but, um, But yeah, um, you um, you can't, you know, as long as you hold yourself and everyone else around you responsible, fundamentally responsible in the sense of having a free will for your actions, it's much more difficult for you to face this squarely and then understand, yes, I'm doing this, we're doing this, and it's causing us a lot of harm, and, and this is our punishment from God for that. Um, so, got about a minute and a half left. I think I'm gonna go 10 seconds over, because I think last time it, because um, I think this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, you, you, you don't, it's not your fault, but again, the point is the way the world works and, you know, it's unfortunate, I suppose, but like we are compelled, you know, by God, you know, to, to do wrong and we're punished for the wrong we do. And so it's just like from a pragmatic perspective, it's just wise and smart to stop, stop doing what's wrong, stop eating animals, um, start being kinder toward life so that God doesn't have to punish us, you know, and, and you understand this from religion, you know, um, God you know, rewards and punishes us, you know, Judeo-Christianity, Islam, I mean, throughout the world. Um, all right, well, watch us Monday through Friday, watch me Monday through Friday, um, White Plains Community Media, Channel 40, Five Verizon 76 Optimum.
and uh, the episodes are on YouTube. I'll be back tomorrow, probably, you know, moving away from this morality again into uh, more of the science, more of the, the practical reasons why we really need to um, stop farming and eating meat if, if we're serious about keeping free of future pandemics. Okay, see you tomorrow.